1: That sound. It's been a minute. Uh, did we take time off? We took no time off. Did we take some time off? I feel yes, like it's been a second. No,
2: no, yes, we did because our man Rob was uh, up in the, the beautiful Pacific Northwest.
0: Uh, doing oh, doing only what man. the Pacific
1: Northwest do. It doesn't make you want to smoke
0: trees up there. Not that I did, even though it's legal, I'm just saying. There's just
1: a lot of trees yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of trees. You just want to kick it and, like, hang out and relax and put your feet up. There is mm-hmm. a lot of a, little, a lot of craft beer up there. I know there. that doesn't
1: I'm sound I'm like I would have been brewery after brewery that's after what brewery, What I did, did a like a brew tour, went uh, on a
0: hike, saw some waterfalls. Just, just that tight. voodoo donut. Yeah, I had a voodoo donut. I had one mm. called the old dirty bastard. I saw, I saw that, that yeah, donut. One. looked delicious. <laughs> it was delicious.
3: Delicious. Oh my Did god. Didn't have Oreos and uh, yeah, peanut or- butter on it.
0: Yeah, I had mm. Oreos like a little peanut butter kind of like a sauce on it. Oh man, damn. All right. Well, you already
1: know. Uh, give a shout out to the Instagram Live. Uh, we out here, Sound Surfers. Uh, this is episode fifty two. Given the behind the scenes look. If you hit me on a uh, social media at Malcolm Alexander. Uh, you'll kind of see the behind the scenes. Like I'm my run of the show. Uh, a lot to get down to today, man. Headlines. Uh, our iHeart Festival just got announced today. Mm-hmm. Stacked lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, SoundCloud talking about getting shut down. R. Kelly is in the news again. And when R. Kelly's in the news, you know it can't be anything grand. Uh, sadly. Uh, what, last week, about a week ago, we saw Kendrick on the damn tour. Travis Scott opened up. We're going to get down to that. And also, Corbin, you and I, we have a little little man trip little 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 boys trip this little weekend bro trip. little bro trip going to FYF fuck yeah fest yes. over when i found out the acronym for fyf yeah. i was <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> clenches pearls um but yeah fyf it's for frick yeah fest um <laughs> For you
3: already those said that, it. It's already passed. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, it's Fuck
1: Yeah Um, It's going to be great. Uh, but, of course, we are the Sound Surfers right here on iHeartRadio. We bridge different cultures through music. Uh, talk to us at Sound Surfers on Instagram and Twitter. Um, wanna go, want to jump in the clips real quick? Let's talk about this music. Uh, in a well-crafted uh, sophomore effort, L.A. Trio Haim traversed love in a pop rock album that does not disappoint. Just know that I want to. <laughs> thanks for getting jiggy for instagram live i appreciate it um and then on the heels of a 40th anniversary it's so 40. crazy 40 years man that's wild on the heels of a 40th anniversary corbin has signed us the quintessential radio album it's Fleetwood with max rumors Like, you're totally going to hate me, right? So, background on that album. So, I had no idea before listening to this album that that was ever Fleetwood Mac. But that was mm-hmm. one of those songs that, like, I knew, like, every word. You Nobody know, like, knows. It, yeah. like, like, that was one of those songs oh, I they like, had
2: a few tracks on there that are basically just, Basically, this like, whole album.
1: That, the whole, and really. I had no idea. Like, literally, the only Fleetwood Mac song that I was truly ever familiar with was Landslide. Mm-hmm. Like, where I knew it. I loved the song. Like, it's one, It's that, that's one of those, like, if it's karaoke, if we need a nice little ballad part, I'm going to hop on, sing some Landslide, we'll get it right. I had no idea, but, like, I knew the song. And so, and then, like, every track started going one by one on Rumors, and I was like, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. I and knew it was you just you guys crazy. were going to
3: know exactly everything oh, that's on this man. album.
1: Dude, it, it like, great album. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but let's get down to some of these headlines real quick. Um, today, uh, around, what, 6 o'clock our time, the iHeartRadio Music Festival got the announcement. And, guys, the lineup is pretty stacked
3: it's very interesting. I like it.
1: Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but uh, for those listening, Coldplay is going to be there. Harry Styles. Yeah. We broke down his album. He's going to be there. Chris Stapleton. We broke down his album as yes. well. He's going to be over at the T-Mobile Arena come, what is it, September, uh, no. September 22, 22, 23. There we go.
3: Twenty-third.
1: yep. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's going to be Miley Cyrus, Lord, Big Sean. We just covered her album. Um, of course, Ryan Seacrest is going to be hosting. Nile Horns is going to be there. David Guetta, Thomas Rhett, Pink. The weekend we talked about his album as well. Special guest is going to be Kesha. I'm still Interesting confused. Interesting Get on Kesha. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm still confused well, will about Kesha. this be her
0: first like appearance. And I mean, she got a new song out. I don't know if she had
2: the whole album out, but she yeah, got that new song out called "Woman." Mm-hmm.
3: It just got released. It's actually not too
1: bad. And, and yeah, p- no. People saying it's not bad at all.
2: Yeah, right. They're saying it's like a refreshing step away from like you know. It's definitely not TikTok, and it's not anything of. You know that ilk, so you know, True. Like but it, let's not act like
1: TikTok did bit. not define a time. Stop, Stop. <laughs> do, you, do you want to go there right now on the sound surfers? Because uh, I, 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 I will not T- debate <laughs> any validity behind TikTok by Kesha. TikTok by Kesha defined a time in pop music.
0: Did you guys wake up in the morning feeling like PDD? Just, uh, Just curious,
1: a little bit, a little bit. So, sometimes, it, it, like you know, you do sometimes, you brush your teeth with a bottle of Jack, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Mine's Jameson, not Jack, so it's it's, it's a choice. little different. Good choice. If it's Diddy, maybe some Ciroc. I could brush my teeth with Ciroc. There you go. It'd, it'd be a little bit mm-hmm. better. But, you know, speaking of moguls, though, uh, what is it? Diddy has Ciroc. Uh, Drake has a whiskey now, so I'm going to try that.
0: Wow, oh, he does. Yeah. Right. At least I would finally a, a hip hop artist stepping into the brown liquor. It's, 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 Thank it's, you very right? much. That isn't cognac. The clears, man. fine. Yeah. Is
3: it going to be weak like his music is? Oh, Stop that. Yeah. no! It'll just make you simp. It'll make you emotional. <laughs> <laughs> just like his music.
1: Which oh. there's, a lot of,
2: there's a lane for it. you know. There's a lot of. There's alpha. a lane. There's a lane. Is it you
1: called know? passion fruit. No, it's called something. It's some Tennessee, and it's weird. Better
0: I was going to ask: Is it Canadian whiskey? Cause that ain't real whiskey. No, I it, used to it, love Crown Royal, but now it's all about that bourbon, baby. No, it's
1: called it's called Virginia Black whiskey. <laughs> wow. and all right, all right, that but,
0: sounds very official.
1: And for a fifth, though, it's thirty-five to forty bucks. So okay, it, it's going it's, it's, kinda, kinda, it's going to like mm-hmm.
0: a step and a half above. Yeah, your crowns and your bullets, if you will.
1: So I mean, look, we will try Drake's uh, Virginia Black, and we'll get back to you with a full sound service review because not only are we music lovers, we are also alcoholic connoisseurs.
3: And then when you see me crying, you'll know why it's maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a Drake whiskey right there. I want to talk a little bit about SoundCloud. You know, a lot of artists that we've covered recently is, you know, Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa. A lot of these new artists, the ground floor for where they break is SoundCloud. And lately, uh, news hit that SoundCloud only had enough money to float themselves for the next 50 days. Uh, But rest assured, over the weekend, Chance the Rapper tweeted out that he had a sit down with the owner of SoundCloud. And that there's going to be resolve worked out and that SoundCloud's here to stay. My my only question is, you know, whether or not Chance is saving SoundCloud or not, what does that mean in the space of free music and ultimate artist discovery that SoundCloud could in fact get shut down?
2: Well, see, uh, I don't really know, like, because people are talking about how we like discover all these artists on SoundCloud. I think the majority of what we discover on SoundCloud and a lot of people who get... You know, a lot of different, uh, like, who get a lot of clout off SoundCloud are DJs and producers. So I think that artists themselves, like, people who just rap or just, like, are vocalists, they'll just migrate to other platforms, you know, iTunes, uh, like, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Like, I think, you know, you'll still be able to find new music on there that's, like, attuned to you just because, like, you know, like, they're depositing their music on there. I don't think that, like... When it comes to artist discovery, I don't think that we're really going to be lost. I think maybe, like, for producers, just because, like, you know, SoundCloud really pioneered an era of, like, remixing a lot of songs, you know, like, specifically, like, a lot of, like, electro, like, R&B type stuff, you know, and, like, really coming through with that.
1: You know, like, that's that's my... That's what I worry about for SoundCloud is because as a DJ, I use SoundCloud because I know I can get very unique sounds on there right. that I can put in my sets that make my sets a lot more unique as opposed to going to the standard MP3 pool or going to iTunes for the standard remix. Um I like SoundCloud because of that diversity of sounds and because it's kind of a a sonic petri dish.
3: Yeah, you can kind of get you can get whatever you want in whatever style you want. Yeah. The reason I love SoundCloud is I get to listen to long sets like I you know I love seeing electronic music mm-hmm. and I get to see those I get to find those sets that I really really like that are like 1 hour, 2 hours, 3 hours, sometimes even 4 hour sets that you can just put on and not think about and those things are going to be gone. Like where is that platform going to go?
1: And that's what it is, you know, like I'm a DJ and I release track uh, or I release mixes and it's nice having SoundCloud as a platform to do so you know there is Mixcloud and there are other channels out there but Mm -hmm. SoundCloud is the creme de la creme when it comes to that platform for DJs as you said producers as you said James uh but also you know these chances these yachties these these other ones you know as well that's very
2: true about chance though like it geez like where, like where are people just gonna like You know, like, I'll be at work sometimes, and I just need to, like, pop on, like, acid rap just because I just want to hear it on computer speakers, and I can just go to SoundCloud and just listen to that. You know, like, that's a great thing. There's no—there's really no other place that will be able to exist for free. But I don't know, but I do think that there's not, like—like, there's something weird about, like, Chance's Crusade for, like, wanting people to get music for free, though. Like, artists do need to be paid for this.
1: But also, I, I saw this interesting tweet the other day talking about, I don't understand concert tickets. Uh, when when the Beatles debuted in America, tickets were five dollars, seven dollars, and nine dollars. Um, with inflation rates, doesn't that mean that tickets should now be like it was something that like oh it was something like twenty two, twenty eight, and then forty two dollars or whatever? Here's my thing though: they failed to mention the fact that music is free everywhere now. Thirty nine oh Artists- seven is that how much so
0: according to dollartimes.com. oh there you go okay
1: yeah. so, so inflation like
0: rate average inflation rate was about four percent there you go there you go right so 40 bucks we'll
1: call it so mm. with that though it's but artists also were getting paid for their music at the time like you couldn't go and exactly. stream a beatles album you couldn't go and stream right. a stones album you couldn't go and and illegally download or pirate a fleetwood mac album you couldn't go get rumors like that the only place that you can hear it was either on the radio
3: or go buy live or you
1: had to go buy the record you had to go physically get off your ass to go buy the record the record it wasn't like you can get save or hit add a library and it was there that's my big gripe with it and then people wonder why are tickets to concerts so expensive well it's because if you're getting all this music for free
3: you gotta pay for something like like,
1: look and, and especially since merch is optional you don't have to buy merch but you're gonna buy the ticket. And, like, that's what kills me. I'm like, we can go to FYF this weekend for 250, and then a Jay-Z ticket for one concert is the same amount of money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. I didn't—I wanted to go see Bruno Mars, but
1: oh, price me oh out. I'm like, yeah. I can't. Sorry. No, I'm
0: not going yeah. for that. Even Kendrick, because Kendrick was still pretty expensive as far as oh, it buying tickets was. go. So I was like, yeah. sorry. I've seen you a couple times. Yeah, I may see man. you by the end of the year anyways. So— and, you know, you wonder, but he still filled it, filled it up, I'm sure. You guys were there. Oh, yeah. He sold yeah. it
3: out day of. Sold yeah. it out. Sold so, it out day of. It was see, phenomenal. That's my gripe about going to a show like that. I'd rather go to a festival where I can have an experience yeah. of multiple multiple shows, multiple days, rather than pay so much money to go see one artist. Granted, I l- could love that artist, but what my price point and my uh, bang for the buck, I yeah. would say, is better out of Coachella than going to pay four hundred dollars to be on the floor for Kendrick Lamar and mm-hmm. especially
1: when you appreciate festivals and, and and appreciate music because you know I will say that you know festivaling is a sport and I and I was telling that to Babinski today and he goes if it's a sport and Broomhead goes yeah the Corbin's the MVP I, I said <laughs> I said yeah like but but he's one hundred percent right because again like I let me play Devil's Advocate and say that I don't want to stand playing Devil's Advocate no I don't. I don't want to stand. I don't want to walk around and see a bunch of artists. Diva. I, diva. And, and exactly. But I, I would say that there's people like that that probably think it like that. And like that's why festivals aren't appealing to them. It's but true. I'm in the same way where it's like that I'd bet. much rather go see, have a chance to see 30 artists yeah. in a three-day span. Spend the same amount that I would on a decent ticket to see Jay-Z from mid-level.
3: Exactly.
2: See and I and, and, and then there's some artists, you know, you don't even need to be that close to. You know, Jay Z, I'd get a nosebleed ticket for for Jay Z. Oh, bro, just to be in
1: the same vicinity as that man. Period. Like, just to be in his (laughs) airspace. like The (laughs) legal airspace above this man's, just to be there. Corbin,
2: aren't you going to Austin City Limits?
3: I'm planning on going to Austin City Limits. I don't have tickets just yet. I'm going to try for our... uh, Well, there's going to be a Jay-Z concert. There is going to be a Jay-Z concert. (laughs) (laughs) He is playing the first day. He's headlining the Friday, which that means he's going to set the party off right.
1: Dude, well, look, if you're not going to be at ACL, the 444 tour, it will be underway. It's kicking off in Anaheim, California, uh, 31-city tour. So, hey, if you guys want to spend the money on it, what's better than buying a $250 Jay-Z ticket? Credit. Well, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, Other headlines, though. uh, Speaking of concerts and Kendrick Lamar, uh, we saw him, yeah, last week. Uh, I want to know, what, what, what was your highlight of the show?
2: Man, okay, so it, it's so it's definitely in between Travis, Travis raging on top of a mechanical bird. So he just keeps elevating, like, his stage,
1: like, performance. That is my just, highlight like, of presence. the damn tour, of, right? the, like, of the whole damn tour. <laughs> dude, because, like,
2: I, I remember, like, I, I was just watching it, and I didn't believe that it was actually happening. Like, yeah. when I first saw him, like like, wait, I was like, okay, so there's this bird. I thought like it was just a prop. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was just going to
1: be a prop. And then I don't know, he climbed but the he rafters, straps flying. himself yeah. in, and then just through the late night that has Kid Cudi featured on his album, yeah. does that song, and he's on top of an animatronic bird flapping its wings, and it's flying over the- And the bird is
2: like, like it has flashing eyes, and it's like breathing. Well, okay, well, no, it's nice. like smoke from the back.
1: Yeah, but but, but like, it was smoke. Yeah, Dude, that was dope, It, it was man.
2: incredible. It, and it was either that or Kendrick, like just the- The sheer power of Kendrick, like, one in just, like, the moments where he would just be silent and we would just be eating out of the palm of his hand, like, just cheering him on and stuff. Either that or when he made, uh, when he had the entire arena sing The Hook to Humble.
1: Dude, that was wild. I mean, because they finished the verse and then went to the hook. And what I love most, I think the biggest testament is the fact that he kicked off the damn tour in Phoenix. And so just to see Phoenix right. show out like that, you know, in and, and, and just. Be, those videos went viral. Dude, they went viral. You know? people, all people were saying, like, oh man, the damn tour is so lit, you know, so lit. And it's like, well. That's
3: where the money comes out.
1: Yeah, look, <laughs> right. You know, there. Make it rain.
0: It's, especially if, as long as you're selling it out. I mean, that. It, you, people charge that much for tickets because people will pay that much for tickets. I mean, Period. they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to p- ticket prices. And for some of us, I go, nah, "No, that's too much." But there are people out there, thirteen, fourteen thousand worth, that have that much money or don't, that are willing to spend it.
1: Yep, you are one hundred percent right. There's always free market, market for baby. Something. It's yep. all <laughs> <laughs> the free market, baby. Yep. Capitalism in the we entertainment love industry it until
0: it works against us, and we're like, "Damn, lower <laughs> oh, those man. ticket
1: prices." Well, speaking of shows, this in um. Corbin and I already kind of alluded to it, but we are going to be headed to L.A. for the FYF festival. Mm-hmm, um, I cannot Frank has a K-LT that, has he? Frank Ocean has not canceled yeah, yet. Checking. He is still there. We're less than seven days, he will not. He will not. He will not. There's no way. Absolutely speaking, absolutely. Rob, I don't think you said I will be on this next episode crying, bawling my eyes been out of this man. For tries. you, like please. That's two, years, but two but years in a row for you. You would That's know. Two years I would in a row not for only
0: me. demand that you get this year's money back, but last year's money back, whatever <laughs> right. two years ago money yeah. back, whatever 15, it was. Yeah. Seriously.
1: Oh man. Well, look, he's not going to cancel. Even if he does, we are definitely uh in for a crazy weekend. Uh we've already ran through the sign up before, but just so I can rub it in everyone's face who's not going. <laughs> um a Friday, Missy Elliott. Half of the sound surfers. Yeah, like Missy Elliott is gonna be there. That's what Matt, Good like, Lord. That's I incredible. tried to after convince my years, wife to go see 20- Missy.
2: After 20 years of from her debut album.
1: Yes. Like, wow. super duper fly. Wait, yeah. trying to make Suba-duba me feel old. Oh, Yo, like, on, I'm man. there. Like, Missy's going to be there on Friday. Bjork, Frank Ocean, of course, on Saturday. Nine Inch Nail, shout out Trent Reznor as well on Tribe Sunday. Tribe Called Quest oh is going to be
2: there. Dude, there's going to be a Tribe concert on Saturday.
1: Erica, Is ba- it on Saturday, du. too? Yeah, it's yes. on Saturday. Oh, Bro, no. on Saturday, it's
2: Badu, Tribe, and Frank. All, is, is are they
1: competing at all back no to, they're, they're back to, to back. back you can find me at that same stage <laughs> you, why would you <laughs> I'm really not just go there moving. in the beginning of the day yeah. and get your uh, spot and don't leave yeah like I'm, I'm i feel like i won't leave but um, that is insane my released his debut album maramasa he's going to be there as well on saturday so i will have to divert out of there to go see him yeah,
3: my saturday is already set starting out with sean cootie and egypt 80 you know who sean cootie is right
1: no. No, of course. You know
3: who not. Fila Kuti is?
1: Yes. No. It's his son. Oh, so I was thinking that, like, but I wasn't gonna assume. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. And, so and Egypt so, 80,
3: I've seen them live and they put on a hell of a na- show
1: if you like some uh, some
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A
2: laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah,
0: oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No process over 21 by law. 18+ terms
0: and conditions apply. See
3: website for details. Only 4% of universities in the US are R1 research institutions and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty.
1: That Afro beat oh, music is yes. so good. Oh, yeah. So man. good. Well, uh, Flying Lotus is going to be unveiling his 3D experience. Oh, my God. Especially on the heels of Kuso being named as one of the most disgusting movies of the year. Yo, okay, I can't gonna, wait.
2: He's uh, He has his set Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing Kuso that night, too. So that'll oh, be really interesting. Oh, man. That's oh going
1: to be cool. Yeah. Uh, RTJ, Run the Jewels is going to be the Ernest Pack, the Free Nationals, MGMT, Nicholas Jar, Hannibal Burris, uh oh, Little Dragon, awesome. Kehlani, Majid Jordan, King Cruel, Black, Thundercat, uh, cabin jazz no name i mean the lineup is stacked bad bad not good um and i uh, i I just can't wait so catch us there of course follow at the sound surfers on twitter instagram uh ffs.com
2: you did me foul that website real say the tickets were going to be on it was going to be on sale at a certain time not available to me three minutes later and then they're sold out and then going to release some new tickets later Look, Just look, look, look!
1: Just live vicariously through the sound surfers. I have been a surfers. loyal customer to FYI. Live vicariously through Corbin and I, and we'll keep you updated. And if, if I don't come
3: back. Home. I probably didn't make it through the RTJ show into the Nine Inch Nails show. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> a lot. Because they're back to back.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That is going to be. And a Solange great is house. right ahead of
3: her. I just looked.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know me and really. Solange. You know.
1: Form, For four so of you. You and Solange go way yeah.
3: back now. You do. You know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Corbin knows. He was mm, right there. I saw it. She was staring at me, too. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I want to hit one more. It's good uh, choices by her. You and me. It's good choices. Sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> make
1: good choices. Make Solange. good choices. And it's like, if she chooses y'all, she made a good choice. I want to hit on one more weird, weird headline real quick and you know i'm gonna wrap up the ig live um i want to know you guys listening watching on instagram live as well what are your thoughts on r kelly uh with these headlines that just released about him practically running a cult for teenage women we're holding him against their will um i'm assuming probably you know holding them in a way to do sexual acts look i don't know i'm end the face uh the instagram live y'all can tell me <laughs> to be back but uh for those right now on this cast man it's this is a lot and we've I don't know, somehow we've allowed R. Kelly to get a pass for so many years.
2: Because it's like, you know, I, I read a, uh, well, okay, well, I didn't read it, but, like, this one great writer that I follow, he, he writes for the Daily Beast. He was talking about how, how celebrity culture uses, you know, R. Kelly's, like, abuse, like, with women. They use it more of as a punchline more as they use it more as a punchline rather than like condemning him for it and actually making it like derail his career you know and that's so true like it people have just made a joke out of it for so long just because like it's been paired with like with how great his music is like the i think the whole like context of r kelly has like just been talked about as in like everyone's just so conflicted with him so we just don't know what to do so we're just stuck right you know?
0: well you know for a guy like me too grew up on 12 play right Right. Came out in '93. <laughs> I'm like, I I can't. I, I don't want to let go of it.
3: And the album after that, just named R. Kelly. Yeah, that was a great album. Exactly.
0: We, when he had Down low. And he had a career that lasted a long time. And he keeps, you know, finding a way back in, even though we all know he's shady.
1: Which is the crazy thing, because he still reinvents himself. You know, you could drop the addition remix at a middle school dance today and still have kids singing along every yep. word. You know, and so yeah. it it does. It raises these questions as to why are we always going to. Bolster, like bolster, the identities of pedophiles. Well,
0: and, and part cool. of it is too because there hasn't been a guilty verdict yet. Yeah, he got acquitted of all that mm. stuff in yeah. 2008. So That's there's the main thing. There's a loophole there, right? Yeah. There's a caveat that we can also say, "Well, he one funk Same thing kind of with Michael. Like Michael did some stuff, yeah, yeah. and we're like, uh, you know, but we all love his music, so it's hard to admit because he was never if he was found guilty and thrown in. Like now, we can at least say about Juice because he's in jail. All right. I, 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 he's you. We all know we did it. Yeah. But we all it, for a while it was, you know, We're OK, like, hey, we yeah, can yeah. we can look the other way because it's, it's juice. Right. But with Michael
1: and, and with R. Kelly, it's like uh, I'm not black. I'm O.J. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, OK. You know, but and, ah, man, it's so hard because th- that's one thing, you know, as a DJ, as someone who loves R. Kelly music. You know, you, you they're kind of like the point. we were
2: almost gonna like he was at a festival we were at earlier this year, and we were like trying to see, we him. were trying to he see was
0: in him. Phoenix you know? last summer or two summers. It
3: was last summer he was here, Wasn't and I that, wanted to go, but I was out of town. That was for his wet panties tour, yeah. Uh, lord, <laughs> but <you> know, like, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, he just he hey, just okay, and two years ago, like
2: it. he had these women in this cult,
1: yes, like he Allegedly, probably had them with him,
0: yeah. Uh, let's say a legend. But it doesn't, like, oh, none man. of us is surprised by the allegations in the BuzzFeed article.
1: No, wow. and, and, and we can't, and that, but that's what it is. We're not surprised, yet we're like, well, Ignition like, Remix is still a great song, and we just, like, I don't, there, but is there, it, it something's <sighs> got to give. Something's yes. got to give. And, and and that's my only thing. There, there has, the, when does the point come where we say, dude, you got to go to jail? Or, like, we can't, because I don't know, again, but at, at that same token, I can separate man from the music and, you know, and person from the art, from the expression, right? Whatever happened to Michael Jackson. But is it
2: ethical to do that?
1: Great question. Like, we can all do that, you know? Yeah, I I think it is. I I think it is. I can sleep well at night knowing that I separated Michael Jackson from Michael Jackson, the accused pedophile.
2: Okay.
0: I can't be, because but it's easier because again there was no guilty, guilty go to jail yeah. plus Michael died so tragically and suddenly yeah. that now we have that to go well oh, okay you know that's kind of erased all that well, weird what, shady
1: stuff What other examples I mean was it uh, Willie Nelson uh, I mean do he's a musician Oh, did, didn't he like wasn't there something with his daughter or I don't know Was it I know Willie Nelson in or, taxes no, what w-
3: but you got to think it not only there's transcends a- music. There's all, it also happens in sports too. Yeah, like when you have somebody like a a Ray oh, Lewis yeah. who almost who basically murders somebody and yeah, and goes, like got away with he it. It was on, yeah, he he was on ESPN after he retired. You know, it's like it's it's yeah. a weird.
1: It's a weird thing, but, you know... But it, then, uh, who'd we let back in the NFL? Who'd we, as if I had a say in it? But uh, the guy that abused his wife. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the,
2: the Giants kicker. Yeah. 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 No, they totally, like, had While no Ray problem Rice letting him. Ray Rice got railroaded. Yeah, exactly. Right? Rightfully it, so. Right. Yeah, definitely rightfully mm-hmm. so, but, like, they had no problem letting that dude back in.
0: Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, that was, like, hush, hush, quiet, quiet, like,
1: eh, it's just a punter. Uh, yeah. Right, right? exactly. Because mm-hmm. uh, the question is, it's like, because I was going to say, like, it's like, do I have to... Sub- Am I, I don't have to support R. Kelly, but I just listen to his music. But am I not supporting him by listening to his music? That's the ethical <laughs> part that James brings up. It's very difficult <laughs> to separate. Or am the I two. supporting myself because it's just feel good music? But I like a love letter. I like stuff with the that's name of love. Essentially,
0: what it is is that because we like something, we're either, we're just, it's human nature. We're willing to either look the other way or forgive that person.
1: Uh, where is the Carmichael show to give proper dialogue on this oh, when we need it? Oh, man. Did
0: you guys see Chappelle about Cosby? Yes. And the same thing, and I don't want to spoil the joke, but he has a Netflix, and he makes this joke about oh, Cosby. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, about yeah. and I I, I it's, he rapes, but but he helps people. Yeah, and it, the fact is, the dilemma, especially for being Dave Chappelle, grew up watching the Cosby Show and seeing this black figure and this black family on television not being stereotyped, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's Bill Cosby doing his dirt on the side, but you can't take away from the impact that Bill Cosby had on America on black
1: culture. But again. So, so again, take away the person from the impact. Yes. So it's like I but don't. But he still ki- had
0: the impact, even though he was doing this. Well, knew what he knew about it until more recently. He still
1: made the impact. He still made the impact. R. Kelly's music still made the impact. Michael's you know what I'm music still made impact. M- Michael's yep. music still made the impact. So, as again, so are we? Are we separating impact from artist?
0: I think, he, uh, in all reality, you have to. Because their the impact
1: is made on their art. At least to sleep well at night. I, I mean, it's like I don't know why, why would someone be demonized for listening. It's like, oh, you like R. Kelly's songs? You must support. Sh- shame yeah. on you! Like, I think it's more so like we. just don't Meanwhile, that person going to person's gonna be like,
3: listening to R. Kelly in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like,
1: like I don't know. I, again, it's it's one of Sergeant. those things. It's it's I a think, party starter. I don't. I just think it's
2: like, gee, I like come back to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it
0: is, it's it's a fascinating part of being human. Yeah. It is really it's a human condition. I just
2: think okay, see I, I, I just think people people just ha- just take issue with him like just getting paid now. You know, like just don't support him you like, just don't you know, go to his yeah, 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 you know, just don't go to if his If he's concerts. on a solo tour, yeah. don't go. Or if he goes to the festival, don't go to his stage. People were trying to get him off Soul Aquarius, yeah. you know, and we missed him just because, like, we were just so fed up and we just, like, left.
1: No, like, we left because he's a womanizer. That's why we left. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah, took a stand.
1: We took a stand, James. We took a stand. Especially after watching Erica. <laughs>
2: you
1: know, you watch Erica stand up all these things. Hey, it yeah. was all downhill from there. But mm-hmm. they
3: brought him at Bonnaroo, like, three years ago, and he did the Super Jam, and he had his own set. And it was one of the most packed sets at Bonnaroo. Dude. So, like, there's like, that, see, too. Man. Like, there's like the thing, everyone's
2: conflicted, man. If he
3: was here tomorrow, would you go see him? I probably
0: would because I've never seen him live. And he, you know, as a kid, he was, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs>
1: as crazy as that sounds. Oh, no. No, like, because James <laughs> and I just look at each other like,
0: uh. Yeah, I, you, know, I, you, I, yeah, yeah, you like, know you would. Yeah, you know you would because it's look,
1: R. Kelly. Let me go. Look, I would even I go on record it. right now. And it would be so. It would let, let me tell you right now. Like, I don't know if I would go, but I could tell you. I could say on record. On this podcast, that like if R. Kelly came to town, and especially, let me say if the tickets were free. Okay, yeah, if the tickets free, I'm going. Like I, I'm would go. yeah, uh, I would yeah, go. Yeah, I would go. It's good. R. Kelly. I would
0: go. I would pay a certain amount, nosebleeds, because I've never seen him and I want to see him, and I feel horrible
3: about that. But I'm being honest. All right, if the I, tickets were twenty bucks and I, I and I gave you a fedora, some glasses, and a fake mustache, <laughs> would you be there?
1: Yeah, I'd be there. I would.
3: And again, give me two shots,
1: and I'll do it shots, and I'll do it for thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, get me liquored up properly, and do like I'm, I'm, I'm there, dude. I'm, there. And, and that's why, again, it's separating impact from artist, right? And I, and I think that's all. Uh, I think, I think we leave it there.
3: Yeah, I think it's because people like to separate the voice from the person, because once the voice becomes immaculated into something like a, uh, a song, like. That, per- that becomes something completely different than the actual person itself. Right. Because that's, what they're talking about on their music necessarily isn't the same thing as them. Because they're talking about what's in their brain, what they're feeling, the emotion, everything that they want to say that they don't ever say is being in the music. And what they do in their personal life is just something completely different. It's almost like like, like we said, like an NFL player. Mm-hmm. NFL player has a, has a normal, normal life. But if he's on your team... And he helps you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but if he beats women, nope, kick him off the but, table. But, but that was, a, that was only
0: because we saw Ray Rice do it. No one cared until the video came out. Ugh, that's that true. Because no, yeah, he only yeah, got a two-game suspension. True. Then we saw him clock the woman he now married. Yeah, he seems man, regretful of it. She's accepted that. They've moved on with their lives. America hasn't. Yeah, And he was even came back to the practice squad, and the Baltimore Ravens fans were cheering him. Because he's on the Baltimore Ravens. See, he's but a I could. Good I
1: think. I think sports, though, sports and music as synonymous as they can be. I think that that's also grayer. I think that's different. Because if if I if there was a case where one of you guys beat beat a woman or 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 your wife or, or rape somebody as a team, I can I have to hold you guys accountable to be better men. And like I would not be able to be on the same team. I think that I think that's a different. Where it's like if you're a solo artist, Rob, and you are you're this dude, and if I'm working under you. It's above my pay grade. Your decisions that you do in your personal life, and I don't think that I have much stake in that. But if we're on a team, I don't want to be on the same team as a wife beater, mm-hmm. or the same on the same team as a rapist. And I, that's why I say I think the sporting aspect of it is different because if I was on the Ravens, I don't know or whatever team it was on. Like I just don't know if I'd be able to like comfortably play with Ray Rice and right. be able to call you a teammate, like. My brother, like they,
3: they probably <laughs> got rid of that's why they got rid of him, because everybody was probably like, nah. because like that, that, that would just be the pressure. So, got too yeah, much. Yeah,
1: that pressure would be like I'm, I would pressure. Not, public pressure. I would not be able to look at you, and be like my brother, my teammate, I can, I can I know what happened in your personal life. I saw the video, but look, I can look past it. Let's go make this money. I, that is a that is completely different than me. If you're an artist and you rape somebody, I, I can say, James, like you shouldn't have done that. I don't condone that. But you can go out and keep making your money. You can keep going out and touring and making albums. You don't need me to do that.
0: Pac's another example. Yeah. I mean, to bring up Tupac, I mean, yeah. Mike Tyson, another example. Mike Tyson's had this yep. whole second part of his life.
1: Oh, man. That and that's a whole other part where it's like. You're
0: kind of interested in. You're like, because he's got great stories to tell.
1: And Robin Gibbons does too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she doesn't nearly get the fame or accolade that Mike does now. Yeah.
1: Not, But not. But that's, that's a whole other thing, you know. And we've glorified Dre. And Dre, you know, even admitted to like. I, I but he I, never I, talked about
0: it until recently.
1: But I think it's stupid On that- On the show, The
0: Defiant Ones. Yeah, he
1: did. But I, but again, I think it's it. stupid that all he can say is like, I think Hidden Women is really stupid. Dre? Well, yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's go all listen to my albums. And it's like-
3: No, Dre ugh. wasn't. If you watch the show, The Defiant Ones, he actually comes out and talks about it in length and in detail about what happened and how it affected him personally and musically. Hmm. So watch that when you get all a chance. Right. It's I on do. HBO. I do.
1: I'm just saying I think there's some more stuff from Dre that we just don't know about. Yeah, oh, there's that's, there's, that's
3: there's that's more on. stuff with all of them that we don't know about.
1: Talk back to us, it's impact versus artists. We want to know your opinions. Huh. We're at Sound Service, at Sound Service Podcast on Facebook. Let us know. And we, we, you know, when we post up the episode, we want to talk with you guys. We really want to talk to you guys. I think this was a really good discussion that we had on R. Kelly and artists. You know, impact versus. Uh, ver- like, versus their intention, ver- versus their real Look, life. I think, I think At it's the a end of the disgusting. day,
0: Malcolm, it comes down to we're all flawed and we're all going to like things we probably shouldn't and from people who we shouldn't. And I think we're better off accepting that as more of a human reality than we draw this line in the sand we're like, nope, I'm never going on that line because we all kind of chip, dip our toes on the outside line every now and again. Not ourselves morally, sure. but from morally to people. Some of our friends who do some shady stuff, we still like. Eh, you're my friend, so I forgive you. It, it, it's, and it's R. Kelly. Eh, uh, I still want to sing a little Bumble it, grind it, when it comes out at '90s night. That you know?
1: gray area, man. Mm. It, it, it's really rough. But again, we want to know your opinions, man. Talk back to us for the Sound Service podcast on Facebook and Sound Service on Twitter and Instagram. Um, our album for you today, Heim have a phenomenal album just dropped the other week, July 7th. It's called Something to Tell You. Uh, my initial reaction to the project was I thought it literally sounded ill-diverse. And what I mean by that is I thought everything sounded the same on the project. I thought the narrative, every song, even narratively, the way it was written, they're all... It's about all love. about love. Yeah. It's all about previous relationships. It's about... It's either... And it's almost the seven stages of grief, right? It, it's almost like, uh-huh. you know, I, I I want you back. Wait. But, like, nothing's wrong. And, and then, okay, I just need a little bit of your love. Like, it was all this. And literally, I thought production-wise, it sounded all too similar.
2: I certainly agree.
1: But then, it's I heard this song. There's
2: nothing left between us,
1: So I w- I was tripping on the album. I had a you know, after probably fifth or sixth listen, I got it. I think the album's great. I don't know how much replayability it has in my repertoire of music and what I'm regularly listening to, but I think for growth from their first album which I had listened to when it first came out, I say that this is super evolved. I think that these girls have a phenomenal career. That song Walking Away, I thought it was I thought it was just a really great song. I loved I loved the lyrics of it and the producer behind it is actually the his name is Rostam. And he produced Ivy off of Blonde, uh, Frank really? Ocean's project. Um, and he also produced Friends from Francis and the Lights. And he's not—he's oh, wow. not
3: only a producer either. Yeah, he's, he's a songwriter. He's a songwriter for Vampire Weekend.
1: Yeah. So he, you know, he—he he, uh, he as a producer has great accolades. But then, you know, I was really perusing once I kind of sat down with the album, started doing it more. I saw, you know, Dev Hines was on the project, and I—and I was like, oh, really? okay, wait a minute. I was like, we really going somewhere with this. And it, it, it took me patience with this album, I think. That's what it was. It, it took a lot of patience. And once I got past that, I think it's a great album. Like I said, I don't know if it's like my tea that I'm like, that I want to sip on all the time, but I definitely want to give them a shot live because I think that they are a, all I could think of is like well crafted, very well polished. Like I feel like everything on this album was very meticulous and exactly what they wanted. And you can hear that Stevie Nicks influence.
3: Yeah. And that's right. that was one of the reasons that I wanted to assign Fleetwood Mac is what I did because I wanted to compare the fact of you have the past and you have the future all into one but somehow they kind of meld together and it's almost this time warp that you're like wait yeah when did this happen when would this when was this recorded <laughs> and Heim kind of takes you back to an almost Uh, Vintage sound in the album It's still meticulously crafted Like you said, it's very precise It's it's done extremely well With Lucky Land
0: Slots You can get lucky just about anywhere
1: Dearly beloved We are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here We were
2: getting lucky in the limo And we lost track of time
1: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary.
1: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
3: for details. Oh, but the fact when you li- it it, it complemented the the Fleetwood Mac rumors album because you listened to it and you could appreciate what they were doing on the album. And yes, th- I totally agree.
2: Yeah, and um, and that that was definitely one of the things that like stood out to me first, like because. I was really expecting from, like, the cover of this album, you know, like, it kind of just gave me some initial, like, impressions of, like, because just the album just looks very youthful. You know what I'm saying? It looks like it's for, it's like the soundtrack to, you know, that movie Spring Breakers or whatever. I just think I'm going to get some type of, like, you know, Coiny. candy pop yeah. record. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, I turn it on and I'm like, wait, like, am I listening to the right album right now? <laughs> you know, like, I like I described some of the album um, as, like, It kinda sounds like I'm in a grocery store in the eighties. Like you're just like you're just like a you're just like a soccer mom. Let me get my fruity pebbles. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. No, like you're just like shopping for a family of four and just like this just comes on and you're just like jamming or whatever. But like I don't know. I like I appreciate it more as that rather than like bash it for being that just because I don't know. I like the effort and it is like a little refreshing like to hear just with like just with the type of music that I typically listen to. This isn't like typically where I you know, this isn't typically what I gravitate towards. Right. But I did think that it was like like the execution of it was like like it was very well executed. Like it sounds exactly like it was recorded. You know, in the 80s, like I think that their influences are very on point.
0: I like you, James, was very surprised at the sound because I didn't know who this group was. And you guys told me kind of a female pop driven group. They're sisters. Mm -hmm. So kind of like you remember Hanson with their Um bop song. (laughs) Right. But they became out in pop and then they kind of changed their sound a little bit. Similar type you know, from from three sisters that created this group. And I thought that was kind of interesting in of itself. And I didn't really compare it to Fleetwood Mac as much as I compared it to Sizzit and Lord because of the ages of all three of the participants in those albums being similar. I thought this one showed much more emotional maturity than the other two with the way the songs were written. Not necessarily yeah. the sound because the sounds are all kind of three different sounds, mm-hmm. but I thought the approach was much more... Relatable to the 39-year-old in here, whereas SZA or Lord, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that was such a long time ago for me." Mm-hmm. That, that type of music, that type of the way they wrote those lyrics, didn't quite gravitate towards me. But these were sort of generic enough yet specific enough to kind of go, "Oh yeah, okay, I get what they're doing here." So I him for that. I think the album did sound very similar, but obviously that was done on purpose. But all in all, I I liked it. I thought they did that clever. Songwriting trick where they wrote songs about heartbreak, but made you kind of move a little bit, made you kind of feel kind of good when you're listening to it. You're like hey,
1: that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? Not. Oh, sorry.
3: I was gonna say, it just it sounded almost angelic, like we talked about. Yes. Like it was very, almost gospely, but not. And it was, it, it still had that pop influence to it, and the way they made it sound and the way they play off each other's voices, it actually made me think of when we listened to King. How they played off each other's voices and yeah. how they worked yeah. really well with the instruments and it flowed really well. It was very dreamy, and had a nice sound to it, and it it made me it made me happy even though it was sad music. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm really realizing am like wow, it's like a, it's a total breakup album. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and, and you right. go through it and you're like wow, this is like. <laughs> One of the prettiest breakups I've ever heard. <laughs> like, you know, it, it is pretty. It's it's a it's a dancey, good energy breakup. You're like, what in the world? And that that's what it is. I think, just like King as well, it's like both of the groups they have very ethereal and very angelic voices. You know, because e- even Haim, I think they have great voices. Um, and, and cohe like cohesively, they're great. But I, the one takeaway I got from the album is, despite you know everything kind of blending together, it's it is a it's very minimalist. And I think that's the approach I like to the songwriting. Is that the yeah. song? It, it, they're, they're not. I feel like we've we've bitten a lot of um, a lot of very verbose albums lately. A lot of albums that were sitting there, really like we got to hit these lyrics. We got to really dive in. There are a lot of emotional albums. There are a lot of emotional albums. But for this, for being an emotional album, being uh, this has all the substance in the world. I think for an album, it's very minimalist in its approach to songwriting, and I think that's what makes it very pop. And I think it's very well crafted, very well polished pop music is because of not only the rela- the relatability but because of that minimalist songwriting that makes those lyrics you want to sing them back you want to hear that hook again like mm-hmm. I found myself just rewinding and rewinding and rewinding and playing it back and just kind of grooving along because I'm, I'm realizing the intention behind their songwriting and just kind of you know you, you can look at that song like ready for you and and, and it's just like all the, the the chorus the verse the pre-chorus it it's it's just well written it, it, It's it's very well written
3: That's actually Rob's cut, too. Let's
1: play it. I love that song. (laughs) Maybe
0: And I picked the very beginning of the song because uh, that was something that stood out to me is how they start their songs. I noticed the very first track starts with the vocals, not instruments. Mm -hmm. So it kind of starts in a nice way. You kind of get drawn in because of that. And this song, too. It starts very lightly with, with instrument. I don't know what the, you know, and then they kind of came in with the vocals to let the vocals kind of tell the story. And, you know, as far as a, how that sounds on your ear, it definitely sucks you in. It makes you want to listen,
1: or at least it did for me. Sparks to ultimate curiosity, because mm-hmm. I kept thinking that my my clip, when I, when I played Walking Away earlier, I kept thinking that that was a mistake because I kept listening to it, and I'm like, and it starts with vocal. Like, it, it kind of just, boom, and goes right into it. And I was like, I'm oh like, oh, I think that's wrong. And I can, then I, I hit, you know, rewind. And yeah. I'm like, let me start from the top oh, oh, no, this was intentional. Right. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, so again, it's minimalist, and it sparks curiosity. That's why it's very well crafted. I think no matter what, I'm going to give this an album a high score because I think that they they did exactly what they wanted to do with this album. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and it's the, it follows the – every single song follows the narrative. The way they start it without the uh, the, the tracks behind it and they do the vocals is because it's, a, it's like a letter to somebody. It's something to tell you. That's the name of the album. So they're telling whoever this person is – exactly how they feel on this album so like you know they have all these these different love stories like my clip is you never knew which is actually produced by dev Hines.
1: yeah and
3: uh you know that the way they start that track is you know you know it's weight on my shoulders i straight on my back but i love you you have to be right there by my side you know they're telling somebody how they feel and they wanted it to be crafted to the fact that it is um relatable to everybody not just a certain genre it's like that soft pop almost very radio friendly appeal and to me it was kind of shocking that these ladies aren't even played on the radio yeah because so I, I thought it was very radio friendly sound absolutely mm-hmm. all of it. it's super radio friendly mm-hmm. and it should be on the radio but
1: but politics
3: but there's politics and don't get
1: involved. me started with that I am like that that's a whole we could have an episode with no album review and no homework and we could talk about yeah. politics and why time oh, is not on the radio 100 <laughs> percent even
0: though they're on,
3: they're, on the, they're the rock nation
0: label or as far as management goes
3: Jay-Z's yeah and they they tour a lot they've been touring since their last album they get they're actually really good live I saw them real live and uh, one of the sisters I forgot which one it is she always has, she plays the guitar and she always makes this crazy face. So people always are laughing because she like snarls while she plays, <laughs> <laughs> and and for how like angelic and how lovey they sound, and you see this girl with a snarling face, but she's singing so beautiful. You're like, <laughs> it's it's like a. You're like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> but it, I wanted the to play devil my devil uh, plays good music too. <laughs> 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 I wanted to play my track, uh, "You Never Knew," because again, like how it's so raw and uh, just the story of how they made the album with Stevie Nicks and how she helped them craft it, and how Stevie told them. They went to Stevie's mansion, and Stevie had them go, hey, do you write, write down how, how your day went? And she goes, oh, I make notes on my cell phone. She goes, no, 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 no. that's You have to write it down because it's all about, about writing it down in paper and having it in front of you. And on the left page, I want you to write how your day went. And on the right page, I want you to poeticize it. Mm. So the way I saw that and I started looking at the album – I could see how they poeticize all all these into into actual tracks, and the way they play off each other, and the way they, you know, they sing to each other. Again, it made me think of Fleetwood Mac again. So this is a, uh, be- this is the beginning of the track, a little bit of the beginning of the track on uh, "You Never Knew." <laughs> You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, such a beautiful song, but it's like to the point of it's so deep, you know, with the heartbreak and you never knew that I was too good for you. Like,
2: And then again, you know, it kind of harkens back to that, you know, that Fleetwood Mac influence because, you know, you're dancing along while you're like there's you know, you're talking about heartbreak and stuff, you know. And the like, way they harmonize is has like very
3: a, much like a right you know. And that's right. why I purposely put that part of the song in because you hear them when she sings a little bit and then you hear the other the other sister going but lately it's been such a mess and then they all harmonize together you couldn't take it. And then they play they go into the the hook and the hook's so catchy you're like man I layers, like this man. layers man like like like, so like, like there's so
1: many layers and and again as a f- familial chemistry goes without question on this project. Mm-hmm. You know cuz you know that they're there to pick up and I watched some of their videos for the, for the album too and I think when I said the minimalism, I, I kind of got that from the videos as well, where I think that they really want the music to speak for itself. They want to show that cohesiveness that they have as sisters. And, and it plays out visually, plays out sonically. It, it, it's phenomenal. James, I want to know what, uh, what were you feeling on this project?
2: Yeah, okay. So my clip was actually the track before that, so the title track, Something to Tell You. Um, I really like this song because this song like is what kind of showed me that you know, like they they were actually opening it up beyond my like initial impressions of like uh, supermarket uh, aisle <laughs> music in the '80s. Uh, I just really, you guys know how I love my um, my percussion. Um, I really love the jump, the drum programming on this song, and it really like showed that they were like, you know, like that they, they're still sonically diverse despite like what I thought um, my initial impressions were. But I never Shoot the That that sounds like some Genesis, like yeah, Phil right. Collins,
0: yeah. you know, yeah.
2: influence, right? And you I know? love the way it's like, and
0: so hard to let you know and have that
2: pause there,
0: right? So they yeah. can catch, you know, and so it matches the, the the way the song
1: is going,
2: right? And you know, and it's like that, you know, that's another breakup song, mm-hmm. you know, but like you're jamming,
1: yeah, dude. I think it's great. I want to know how we slapping this. Then
3: I'll start it out. I'm gonna give it a four point two. Mm. Lord, oh. I was gonna say a four. I'm gonna give it a four.
1: I'm gonna go three eight. I'm going 3-9. All right. Going 3-9. Nice discussion, boys. Nice. Well done. Well, well, well done. It's called Heim, or they're called Heim. The album's called You Never Knew. Uh, something, something to tell you. Huh? Something to tell you. Wow. Tell you. I'm, I'm looking at the damn... <laughs> yo, I'm so sorry, y'all. Shorty, okay, so <laughs> quick quick, 30-second story. Shorty woke me up at, at 5.30 this morning. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he was just screaming downstairs. Like, I'm, like, passed out. And he's like... And he's like screaming at the door. And he kept throwing his body on the door. And I'm just exhausted. I am so exhausted. But I think the podcast is going swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it again. The album's called Something to Tell You. The band is L.A. Trio, uh, Trio Heim. Uh, let's get down to some homework. If you wake up
3: late for school, man. You don't go. Your mess. Your mess. Yeah, boy. Don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone.
1: Taking you to school. Taking you to school forty years later. Goodness, forty years. I mean Rob, like
0: the only album we've done that's older than me, other than the Beatles. I know. I I, 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 I
1: was like, this album's older than you, but again,
0: let's go back to James's point. Nineteen seventy seven was a pretty damn good year for music, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It comes in these That's sixes why and sevens, the man. R-O-B man. is 39. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying. Music, you know I was right? 40 shit. <laughs> oh my Sick. goodness, man. Well, uh, Corbin, I want to thank you for this assignment.
3: Oh, it was needed. It, it, it was it, a must. It yeah, was yeah, very it needed. It absolutely was. I needed it, to add this to like it's a you know, legendary album. album. Yeah. 100 percent
1: it, it, And it's so crazy because again, I'm I'm coming from the place like like and, and I know I mentioned this before, but I knew Landslide, thought Landslide was a beautiful song. But I didn't know that Don't Stop was Fleetwood Mac. I just heard it on every rom-com movie soundtrack. Uh, uh, like, I, I heard it growing right. up every, everywhere. Every like presidential campaign. Yeah, every man, presidential Bill, campaign. Man. Bill Clinton used that yeah. thing all day back in 92. Like really. it, it, it yep. It's the crazy wow. thing because like I—I I, so many of these songs I knew, but I didn't know it was Fleetwood Mac. Now, here's the thing. I feel like my clip, I had never heard the song before. Turns out it's one of their most popular songs. I did not know this because when I heard this on the album, I swear I could have sworn that this came out yesterday.
2: And what you love Oh, my this
1: goodness.
2: Like textbook, adult Dude, contemporary, like, masterclass
1: is, like, master class. But, like, master class. Like, it is so good. And I, I, yes, I, man. I, I honestly, God, have, like, felt like I never heard the song before. And, you know, that's the funny thing. I, maybe I gravitate towards it because maybe it's, like, one of those triggers, right? Maybe I've totally heard it growing up on every AC radio station. And I know I've probably heard it in passing numerous times. There's no way that – as big as that song is, there's no way that you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Right, Rob? Yeah. But, my goodness – I'm so mad at myself for not knowing this damn song. Uh, that was Dreams, Fleetwood Mac. Um, their only number one album or number one song off this album. Wow. My,
0: but that it, is, you guys are right. Okay. I mean, that's, a, that's the epitome of songwriting, personal songwriting, making yeah. it into a hit. Like,
1: like everything that we just said about I am mean, you can say about that. Like thunder only happens when it's raining. Like you're talking about like some, some real depressing stuff, but like all I want to do is like, just hippie dance and be in a field with <laughs> yep. Stevie Nicks is why she was, she's called a gypsy. When she was, like, a lot younger. And uh, she still a great on though, stage. But I saw like, her a couple oh, years ago, and she does. Man. She
0: still does the Stevie Nicks. Yeah, she does the Sort of bob uh, back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude,
1: I'm here for it. I'm here for Stevie, bro. I'm so here for it. Well, no.
0: her voice is so unique. was one of the women I picked for our female vocalist. Yes, you did. Because every time her vocal's out, it stands out. Because it's the way she sounds, the way she sings. It lends into
3: that gypsy sort of feel to mm-hmm. her. I just love the way it's their music sounds. And, again, that's why I assigned this for homework was, again, because of the Heim influence that they had and how we evolved into what we just reviewed. Like, this is, like, basically a blueprint.
2: Yeah, for, the bedrock for Heim. The
3: bedrock for a Heim or for anybody that is going to write any type of soft rock type, uh, you know, album. But... The, the more the most interesting part of this album is the entire story of how it was how this album became. Yeah. Granted, Stevie Nicks didn't come into the, the band till the previous album, their tenth studio album. They weren't even like this. This is completely different Fleetwood Mac than was before. So then you come to this album and you have Stevie ne- Stevie Nicks who who came in and changed them into mainstream success and then they dropped this album because
0: well there, you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: They're
3: each sleeping with each other in the band. <laughs> yeah. like right, like opera. that's the story behind it. Yeah, yeah, like
2: everyone, you know, all the like band members have their own like, you know, their own stories that they're like explaining throughout the album. Yeah. And write about it all for you to read and it, listen right. to.
3: And <laughs> dreams, that song was Stevie's Stevie's track about her breakup.
2: Yeah. Right, to the
3: the the singer, right? With Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, and so I chose the other half of that song, which is his rebuttal, which is on the album. Crazy. Which is uh, Go Your Own Way, because hers is more, you know, it's called Dreams. It's more like, you know, this is, it's happening, it's kind of lovely. His is like, you know what? You can go your own way. You can get out of here. Like, I'm done.
1: But Man I'll still like, play the
3: song with you on stage. That's
0: weird, <laughs> but I <laughs> want to do it.
1: <laughs> <And> but they're <laughs> both, like, really fun, yeah. poppy songs. Because like, Going Your Own way has, it has that groove. Tell me.
3: And one thing I was doing while I was I was, you know, listening to the album, I started watching a lot of their videos from back in the seventies because I've read that they didn't like to perform this song. Stevie didn't like to perform this song live because it's basically a shot at Stevie. Yeah. But she sang it because it was such a big crowd favorite. But the interesting fact of when I what I saw them when they were doing it live was how Stevie and Lindsay looked at each other when they played the song together. Like he was looking at her and telling her to go her own way. Like imagine having that power, you know, because when you're in a relationship, sometimes you can't say that to that person, you know, and this is him telling his emotions right to that person's face on stage every day, every time they perform thousands of times, thousands of times. Imagine her mind, while she's and she has to sing it every time and look him in the eyes, and you could see her not like some of the songs I saw him doing live, you could tell she wasn't even into it. It's mind blowing. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's
1: forty years later and it's still as poignant. Like just to know that you know what the bassist found out, finds out his wife's having an affair. The with somebody else in the band with someone like you know what I'm saying. Like how. That is the most incestual band in history. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> like how are you go after And have every issues? three, four years, they still get back on
0: the road, do it oh, again. Oh All that goodness. history.
1: I just, I don't understand.
0: But they gave themselves plenty of material to write about. So that's the. <laughs> and <laughs> the music's the good news.
1: so good, and like, and,
0: and that's and what they it is. Made the, doing they it. made a lot of money and doing it. They
1: made a lot of money doing it, and will keep making money doing it. It like I'm, I'm just, I need someone to, to break Steven Nicks' heart because I feel like they could still release a great album if they wanted to do today. Yeah, that's a tough one.
0: But, it, you know, it also shows the highlights of this album. So you have Stevie Nicks, great songwriter. Lindsey Buckingham, great songwriter. Can kill it on the guitar. And you have Christine McVie. It was the song I picked. She wrote that song because, again, the depth of talent. This is like a super group. It's like the Beatles, right? You have everybody can write songs, do different instruments, do these own things. So i went with You Make Love and Fun, not only because McVie wrote it, but because of, I wanted to point out kind of how they harmonize. And I'll talk about what seeing it live is like in just a second. So you've got Christy McVee, Christine McVee leading the vocals, and you have Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham harmonizing in the background. And they do this on stage, and you're like, they don't really do that. No, and they, mm-hmm. Christine McVie's sitting behind her keyboard playing, and then you have Stevie on one microphone, a superstar vocalist, saying, I'm in the background on this one, I'm just going to do a, ah. And Lindsey Buckingham, also a superstar, doing the same thing. And it's fascinating to watch on stage because they have Stevie in the middle, Lindsay's kind of on her left, and Christy McVie was kind of on, on the right. And you yeah, have Mick Fleetwood in the back. And them just it was unbelievable just watching it live because it's he comes into the mic and they do that, and then they walk away and Lindsay plays guitar and then they step back up while Christine's doing her thing. And it's like, it's phenomenal. But the way their voice is captured just kind of gives that little accent in the back of the music. And it doesn't have to be there, but it makes it
1: sound so much better. That's what kind of group this is. It's it's a super group. You're You're not wrong now. Help me with the makeup, right? Because I know that Stevie's American, though. Isn't she from the area? She's from here, right? I know that she was
0: born here. She spent some time
3: here. But she
1: spent a lot of time here. And then the rest of the group is from Britain or... Uh,
3: Stevie's American.
1: Stevie's American, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then... She's from uh, Los Angeles. Okay, so she's from L.A. Or
3: actually, no, she was born here in Phoenix, Arizona. That, that, that,
1: yeah. That, it, wow. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, so Stevie's from here. That's what I thought. Because when, when when she came here last year, everyone's like, it's her homecoming show. Uh, you know, it's yeah. this, this is Stevie coming in. Yeah,
0: and she said she wrote a lot of their songs on Camelback Mountain. Because I think yeah. her parents oh, wow. had a place on Camelback. Yeah. <laughs> that she so, probably bought them or something. Right, yeah.
3: <laughs> she, so, they also did it in Venice as well. They each got a house for the males and the females. This is because they were fighting. Yeah. And... They had like they would each the women and the men would write their own parts at their own respective house and then get together for their their um, recording sessions which were fueled with cocaine apparently oh yeah and a lot of crazy parties yeah there's no doubt
2: it's celebrity dumb in the seventies no doubt and that could (laughs) be like Stevie was born in
0: 1948 so. Her parents could have bought a house in Camelback Mountain because there was like seven houses
1: in Phoenix back then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was like land and affordable land yeah, at that. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like land is still really affordable even, even more affordable land. Yeah, even more because I'm like, land is still technically pretty like cheap, very, very affordable. Lindsey Buckingham is actually going to be here next week. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he that's was born the lead in Palo vocalist, Alto, right? California. I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, James. That's the lead vocalist, right?
1: Yeah, he's the
0: the lead male vocalist. Yeah, he kills him. So kills him on the crazy. guitar.
2: My uh, my clip from this album the thing that i really gravitated towards was the song the chain uh, i really liked everything on this album like I, th- I think it's a perfect album really like it's kind of like like you can't really there's not really much to knock on this album like this is kind of outside the realm of like criticism on the low yeah you okay. know? Like, it, it's a, it is a great album far outside flawless, of the line you know um but yeah i gravitated to the song the chain and just because like it's just a great message in that song and i just really like the uh like i really like the rhythm and like the the of that song, Sonic. I
3: can't
2: But it, it, you know, it, so it kind of has like some country influence in there a little bit. But mm-hmm. like they, like they pull it off s- with ease.
0: And again, you get the vocals, and you get Stevie Nicks in the background, just kind of off, off a beat, right? Right. So he sings yeah. that never breaks. You never just enough. Yeah. And again, watching that on stage is fascinating because you're yeah. watching superstars literally take a background role
3: for at least that moment. You're like, wow. <laughs> and I was reading about that track specifically that that track wasn't even a track that they considered for the album because it was it was a Franken track is what they called it. it's because there were so many different parts that they really liked that they ended up using the words to kind of bridge it together wow and they and they
1: made it into the track that it is today and it's one of their best songs that's so wild that is like it, it it's it's a great song the whole like, like you said th- this album is very much without critique like i i, I yeah. would be a fool to try to critique this <laughs> album the guy and, um, and i'm not like is that
0: colby calais remember you know her she's a yeah. singer her dad helped like produce this album he wrote a book about it no way how the album come together wow i actually have it i've read like the first two chapters i just <laughs> I haven't had a chance but to... the dude
2: wrote a book on an album yeah yeah just on one just on yeah. rumors not on fleetwood mac's career just on the making of rumors The deluxe version of this, which is the only version that you can save on Apple Music, has forty songs.
3: (laughs) Yeah, some are live, right? It has, yeah, 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 Yeah. no, they have like
2: all their live tracks and all their like early takes and like acoustic. And it has the B
3: track that wasn't included on the regular album called "Silver Springs." That one wasn't on the original press on the album.
2: Oh, "Silver Springs" is a great song. Yeah, and that was uh, it
3: was held off the original album, and they brought it on because it was a B side.
2: Wow. Uh, yeah, so no, crazy. Crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Well, yeah, this I, is an example. These are masters, album. man. Yeah,
3: and, but to I mean, Gold Dust Woman ends it so perfectly. Yeah, like having Silver Springs off the album was okay with me because it ended so well with it. But it's a nice little touch after it.
1: It's a very nice touch. That like, I, you know, I, this is one of those albums that like I and I know the vinyl for this is probably through the roof expensive but i need it
3: yeah my friend domingo owns the vinyl and he was he was flaunting it towards me when i was talking about this (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i
1: I, I need this album on vinyl for for my life to to be right but i really i i don't know wherever i can find it let's see we have the internet yes (laughs) we do I'm Uh, uh, i'm sure
3: you could find a good used version somewhere or do you want a crisp
1: version I would love a crisp version. I don't know. They may
3: re- may have re-released
1: it. You never
0: know. I mean, there's, the there's a re-release. Uh, yeah. all the hipsters. Granted, it may does. be eight eight what? actual discs of vinyl because if they released the, the complex deluxe edition
2: or whatever. What? Yeah. yeah, and then there's a bigger deluxe version than that. Yeah, the super <laughs> deluxe that has like more tracks on it. Man, this is well, a is. very storied and iconic album. No, nope. yeah, they they, they
1: have it at urban. They but have you, it at, at Urban Outfitters for 25 bucks. And here, Corbin, wow. I don't, at Urban Outfitters, they sell it at Urban Outfitters. That's yeah. bizarre and <laughs> No, itself, no it's not. It's a, it's, a, it's a band that hipsters would love. Well, there's no yeah. doubt about
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Urban Outfitters. Right. And you may know the answer to this, Corbin. Why does this band stay together? Despite all this history, despite the fact that they have to look each other, know these songs are about each other. I mean, 40 years, you're going to get used to it at some point. But is it because they're artistic geniuses is it because there's money involved is it both of those things is it because no matter what they're connected to each other they're they're in love with each
3: other yeah that's the reason they're still together up and down roller coaster it doesn't ride. matter if they've been through all the shit they've been through they still love each other no matter what yeah and, the, and that's the reason and this album is their love all in one all the love mm-hmm. all the hate everything wrapped into one little nice little package and it is their love story. And you think about that. It's a book.
0: Yeah, it is no doubt
3: about a book.
0: But you think about what it takes to sit down and write that book with the people you love and hate at the same time. That's tough. And that's the the genius behind this. And that there's probably no one else that could pull it off No, and still continue to do it.
3: I don't see this album... Nobody could do an album like this today. There is no no way that you could put some... Another artist that maybe, okay, let's hypothetically say Jay-Z and Beyonce had a breakup album and they would never collaborate on an album and do it exactly kind of like this. There's no way they could do something like that. I know it's a different genre, but I'm just trying to make it general for,
0: for you guys. You know, to use the rap example, we don't have rap groups anymore. I mean, other than the Migos. (laughs) Got ready. <laughs> but I mean, like, the, the, it's like unheard of now. It's like you, know, yeah. you have a coming together of all these great talents to form a super group. It's long been talked about in hip-hop circles, but never quite comes through.
1: But they did it. Cause hip hop just beefs too much. Yep. We like we we too hard in hip hop to like <laughs> <laughs> to like if we got issues we ain't try to like look at Eric B. Rock here, right? It took them twenty Man. years to get on the same stage together mm-hmm. again, right? Uh, or was it twenty? Or 20, 10 years, years? Yeah, twenty years. Twenty years before they performed. Yep. Before they performed together, for, for, you know that was just the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just there's too much beef. And I, I think the male ego. Is a lot more fragile and larger than the female ego. But well, we pretend it's not. You know, we
0: just yeah. <laughs> we out here just like, yeah, I'm fine.
1: But, I'm that, good. but that's what it is. I think Fleetwood Mac can say together because literally the entire group is in love with one another. But then it's like you. I think you have that the nuance and you have the you have the beauty. Just great songwriting and like the touch of a, of the female and ego. Great too, to kind hooks,
0: of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. I I always thought this growing up. I know that Stevie Nicks didn't join the group until you know ten albums in. But for me, growing up hearing the the mid '70s to '80s stuff, it always seemed like it was a Stevie Nuck, uh, Nicks fronted group, like a female driven mm, group. Yeah. Even though you know Christine McVie is a huge part of it, and Lindsey Buckingham's a massive part of it, because especially with all the guitar work, and Mick Fleetwood's of course the drummer and the organizer of it. But Stevie Nicks was the front. You know the face of the band, if you. Will. Yeah. Oh,
1: Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because like that's a, what I was knew Fluid Mac as with Stevie X, and then I was like, oh, there's like a yeah, there's like a, there's like a band. There's other <laughs> talented. There's people other talented people in the people band. In yeah. the band. <laughs> Oops. Yep. And, oh man. And you
0: know they did it, and they did it in a way, and they made pop music too, which you know shouldn't be overlooked because it's it's
1: they defined they f- and
0: pop they figured music. out how to write these. Very personal songs in a pop song way that get played on the radio to this day, to and will get day. played on radio for as long as radios
1: around. I, I 100% agree with you. I don't think I don't think that there's ever not going to be a place for Fleetwood Mac amongst the uh, radio radio formats. You know, especially when you look at the adult contemporary. I feel like this, they are definitive of what we listen to today for radio.
3: Yeah, they're the staple. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know who Fleetwood Mac is, or you don't know what music is.
1: Well, Corbin, thank you for the assignment, sir. Well done. Well Who's done. next?
3: It is I. Oh, I was like. That
1: <laughs> is you. It is you. Uh
2: yes, it is I. A uh, gentleman uh, so. a while back when we had John Jay on the episode, actually. We talked uh, about the album. Huh? Rich? When we had Rich. Oh my gosh. Sure. Wow. I, I was like so. <laughs> uh, I was like, we had a John Jay what? Apparently Shorty uh,
0: woke James up last night too. <laughs> dude,
2: I <woke laughs> yes, yeah, I got right my him. vacation hangover. Feels like a uh, Monday. Yeah. No, so um, yeah, yeah. So when we had Rich on the episode, we talked about an album uh, that he talked about uh, having a great interest in, and that was actually an album that I was kind of just like really coming to understanding like the greatness of as well. Uh, I am going to assign to you guys Cosmic uh, Funk Funkadelic's Cosmic Slop, which Ooh. was like oh. at which was like uh, 1973. That was kind of like the peak of Funkadelic. Like they like musically, this is like one of the most dense and like complex but like complete albums that i've ever listened to this is like i, I don't know it, it I, 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 i'm mm-hmm. very eager to get like uh to get critical analysis from this album
1: Ooh, well all we right. will come with the critical i'm in wait wait we said Funkadelic. which one cosmic slop cosmic, cosmic slop, slop. Oh, i have definitely
0: insane. never heard this album me so neither this will be a, a good a good adventure we are Musical all looking adventure. up on our iHeartRadio radio all
1: access appy
2: dugout Yeah, bro, bro, that is is an iconic sample,
0: huh? Is that where the phrase comes from, too? Did did he invent the phrase?
2: Okay, he might have because that song's
0: about— Because every rapper ever talks about nappy dugouts. Really? So I'm now I have to look at the Okay, well honestly like like if you no, okay, yeah, honestly anyways, when you see what Nappy hey, does is don't, about like I think I think you'll know. We'll
1: don't get don't, into this. Don't Google image it. Don't, I'm do it right it. don't Google image it. Don't do it right now. Not going to Google
3: image it. yeah on, no,
2: like if rappers have talked about it then yeah, like it probably is what you
0: think it is. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. I can assure you it's exactly what you think it is. Let's get into it next week. Oh, man. well we go save it for episode 53. Right here on the Sound Servers. Talk back to us. Let us know what you think of Heim. Something to tell you. Let us know what you think of Fleetwood Max rumors on the heels of their 40th anniversary. 40! We bridge different cultures through music every week right here on the Sound Servers, right here on iHeartRadio. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Sure. And hit us. Let us know how you feel about these albums at Sound Servers on Twitter instagram soundservicepodcast.com as well as on facebook definitely don't look at urban dictionary it's hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was like i
0: mean i know I, what it was but i was like i'm trying to find out who first anyways yeah anyways. you're looking for
1: etymology do you want to yes. go find some some real choice stuff going there <laughs> oh man as always thank you from the sound server studio right here in phoenix man i'm malcolm alexander
2: uh thank y'all so much i'm james miles
1: i'm rob the rob and i'm corbin peace